Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we all have a past. And some of us, when we think about our past, it's not happy memories. And uh, a lot of you who are listening to this have a lot of trauma in your past, or you lost a loved one in your past, or something very traumatic has happened. And, and all of us at some point in our life has had hardships of our past. And sometimes we get stuck in the past and it's hard to move forward. And so I'm really excited to bring my, my guest on today. His name is Jason Van Ruler. He is a, a therapist, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about here. He specializes, he has a private practice, and he even travels the country and helps people cope with their, their trauma and their past and moving on. And so this is going to be a great episode. I want you to tune in and let's get started right after this. All right. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I'm a licensed therapist and the host of this show. You can now watch this or listen to this on YouTube, on my YouTube podcast, the Mental Health Today show podcast on YouTube, or anywhere podcast that you can listen to. So I am really excited here to talk about something that uh, is really, really important, and that, and that is how do you move past your past and move forward with life? And especially if, if you've gone through a divorce, if you've gone, uh, had a loved one pass away or a child pass away, or maybe there's addiction. So whatever you're going through and experiencing things, you might be in the middle of that right now. And you're wondering, how do I move past this? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. And Jason, he's going to be uh, talking about his experiences here. Uh, and I, I want you to really pay attention to this. And maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking of someone else as well. Go ahead and share it with them because this is going to be a really good topic. And we're going to dive into some important information. All right, enough of that. Uh, Jason, I, I mentioned that you are a clinician. You're a private practice. Before we came on, we were talking about our credentials and and if you're licensed in multiple states, and we both are, we have all these credentials, these letters behind our name, and it can get long, <laughs> but it really it comes can. down to what's really important is that we're licensed therapists. So I want to welcome you to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, John. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. So tell me a little bit about you and tell me uh, kind of your work, the practice that you do. And I know you have mentioned that you also travel for your work. So I'm really interested in, in hearing a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So like you said, uh, licensed therapist um, and with all the letters, you know, like we both talked about uh, to, to fill the business card. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just that we've we've done our hours and we've had our education. And so I've uh, been a therapist now for, uh, let's see, probably 12 years, 13 years. Um, 
And so have had a really interesting career in the sense that where I started off is much different than where I'm at today. Um, and so when I started out, uh, I actually worked a lot with the federal government, Department of Corrections, um, and helped people uh, both coming out of prison as well as making recommendations for treatment in prison. Um, and so had a multi-state practice working with the government department of corrections. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I got to learn a lot about some things I didn't have a lot of experience with. And so that was great. Um, transitioned out of that into my own private practice where, um, I do a lot of work with couples and individuals. Um, and then over time have just continued to build a practice that now, uh, I tend to work with a lot of leaders and founders and entrepreneurs, um, both individually as well as in relationships. Um, and so that's allowed me to build a practice where I'm at, but also travel, uh, doing intensives and workshops for couples and, and individuals, but also, uh, around topics of things like infidelity or crisis, or, um, even just trying to get better or figure out how to transition out of a role all those things. Um, and so what I love about it is that I just get to be part of people's story. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, that is the greatest honor. Um, and that's what brings me to work every day. Well, I completely agree with you. It, it is an honor as a therapist. I've been a therapist uh, for a long time as well. And, and it is an honor. I mean, people come to us and, and really for the first time, uh, and they choose to come to us, we're complete strangers. And yet, they tell us about their past and, and, and tell us about the struggles that they're going through. And a lot of times it's their, their most darkest hour of their life. And they trust us enough to come and share that with us. And that's very humbling. And I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, it, it is just something that I have thought as well and felt that way. And, and I, I agree. It's great. It's, we have a great job. A lot of people think, well, I love it. How do you do this? You, you, people come to you and tell you all your problems or their problems, but it's an honor, like you mentioned. And I, maybe we're just weird in that way, but we're wired differently, perhaps. But um, you're right. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your travels, and and you have gone wow from from working in the in the in the jail prison uh, inmates to where you're at now. You're traveling the country. You you're talking to CEOs and entrepreneurs. I'm really interested in the travel and how you travel to different states and you do these intensives. And you mentioned earlier about drama. There's some drama involved in this. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, I guess uh, one of the things that's always been a must for me as a clinician is I just, I want to, I want to always be growing. And so that's led me to some interesting places. And so uh, kind of every year I'm identifying uh, what can I pursue this year? What can I learn more about? Uh, what are the things that I think will strengthen my practice and how I approach uh, what I do and help people? And so that has led me to some modalities, uh, which is just kind of a you know therapist way of talking about how we approach problems. But um, I, I use something called psychodrama, which is essentially... Uh, an approach that allows us to reenact some of the experiences we've had and change our relationship with them. And then experiential therapy, which is really uh, having therapy through experience. And so putting some symbols together and representations. Um, and so I've gotten uh, just super interested in that. It's changed my life personally. And so as a clinician, that's been a really driving force for me 
in working with people is how to help them do that and have those experiences. That's excellent. That's really cool. Tell me, what does that look like? Psychodrama. So is it like improv and say, here's a, an issue and, and I'll go out there and try to act it out? What, what exactly is that? Yeah. Yep. So uh, in some ways, the short answer to that question is yes. Yeah. In some ways it is. Uh, this is an experience that I've had uh, and we would recruit people to play that role uh, to represent that experience and then change our relationship with it. Because a lot of where our trauma gets stuck is that we have uh, an understanding or a perception that we internalize about something that's happened. Um, and that information then limits us and gets in the way of our relationships. And so psychodrama is helping us to kind of act this out in a way that is more honoring of who we are and what we actually think and feel about the world. Um, experiential, on the other hand, uh, is similar, but it's doing something that is symbolic of the point we're trying to make or the thing we're talking about. Um, and so a good example of this might be um, if uh, I'm working with a couple and they say, you know, when I am in this relationship and we're having conflict, I feel like I'm less than and they are more than or I feel like they're the parent and I'm the child. Um, I might have uh, one person sit in a kindergarten chair and one person sit on a stool much more high than they are um, and talk about what that's like. So it's actually connecting the movement and the experience to what's being said. Oh, that's excellent. I really like that. It's very unique, very creative. And I can see how a lot of individuals would be really interested in doing that. But I also imagine there might be some that, no, I can't do that. That they're, They have this phobia of, of speaking and they're afraid of what other people might think. Do you, do you run into that as well, where people are reluctant to actually participate in this? Yeah, you know, actually not really. Um, I, you would think so. But but I think for me, um, when I'm working with somebody, I'm, I'm not married to having to do it any certain way. So um, I'm, I have ideas. Um, and ultimately, what I do is, is less about me uh, and more about just helping them. And so uh, if a client were like, oh, I don't know if I want to sit in the little chair, I'd say, ah, okay, like, where do you want to sit? Uh, because even that is information. Um, mm. But a lot of times what I'll tell clients is that my job primarily is is to earn the trust to ask you to go to these places. Um, and so if I haven't done that, that's okay. What do we need to do to get there? Mm. Okay, that's awesome. So the, the topic of this episode is accepting your, your past and moving forward. And I'm really interested in hearing how you try to help your clients try, do just that, right? And so a lot of times, I'm sure I know I have, we, we have clients that come to us and it's, for a lot of them, it's their past that's really bringing them to the session. And it could be a number of different things, like I mentioned at the beginning here. What are some things that you have found helpful to teach and, and talk to your clients about accepting? So we're talking radical acceptance and then being able to move forward with life. Yeah, I, I think the first step is really just normalizing the struggle. Uh, like you had said, we all have those things. You know, I, I often, uh, if I'm given a talk about this, um, will open just by saying, uh, what is the thing from your past that continually gets in the way of your happiness today? And if I wait long enough, everyone has a thing, right? We might not want to share the thing, but we all have a thing. 
Um, and so that unites us because because we're similar in that ways. We all have that thing. So the first step is really just kind of acknowledging like this is true for everyone uh, and everyone's thing is different. And yet we all have it. I, I think the other thing is just recognizing um, that that needs some care and attention um, and seeing how that plays out in our life. Uh, a way that I'll talk about it is it's kind of like uh, if you've ever been sunburned on your shoulders and you wear a t-shirt and your friends can't see that you have a t-shirt on and they put their hand on your shoulder and you have a big reaction, right? And the big reaction is because that really hurts. And your friend says, but I had no idea that that would really hurt you. I wouldn't have done it. Um, well, what are the areas of your life where you've got sunburns and how do we tend to that sunburn? Ooh, I like that. That's a great analogy because you you don't feel the pain until someone touches it. And the mm -hmm. person who touches it had no idea that there was pain there. They didn't mean uh, to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. almost every time a person is just like, well, that's unknown to me, right? I'm, I'm even trying to be close to you or I'm trying to be connected. And instead of connection, we have reaction. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes we try to avoid the pain and I know, I, in fact, I just talked to a, a client even today, this morning, and talking about our past and the pain in her past. And she said, all I want to do is just move forward, but I don't want to do anything about it. I want to just forget about it. <laughs> so those are two different sure. things. Me those too. Are, yeah, me yeah, too. Exactly. Exactly. But those are two different things, aren't they? One is moving forward, but the other is trying to bury it. And you, you can't do that. When you bury something, it's going to eventually come out. It's going to be that trigger that you, the, the sunburn, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. you may not feel it in the moment, but eventually it's going to hurt. It's going to come out until you address it. And, and eventually that sunburn will get better, but you have to make sure you're tending to that pain and tending to that hurt. So, okay. So I like that analogy of the sunburn and someone accidentally touching it. Maybe you didn't, the person with the sunburn didn't realize it hurt until someone touched it. And then the person who touched it didn't realize it was hurt, hurtful. Then what, what, how, what's the next kind of phase there that you help? So you identify the hurt and the pain, recognize that it's there, not avoid it, not pretend it's not there, but then how do you then walk through the next phase with your client? Yep. So, so the next phase is really what needs to be done about that. And, and so um, it's a spectrum, you know, there are people with really, you know, if you will, significant sunburns uh, where that is not, uh, that is not just one conversation uh, while with other people that might be just a conversation or two. And so our next step is really about getting connected uh, to someone who is able to help walk us through that. And so that, you know, I'm, I always tell my clients I'm biased because I'm a therapist. So of course, all roads lead back to us, right? Um, but at the same time, that could just even be a trusted friend or a mentor or person in your life. But it's that kind of uh, willingness to reach out and to say, I've got a sunburn. Mm -hmm. um, there, There is a sunburn and I need to tell somebody about that. And I'd love to get some help on what does that look like? So, So it's that connection piece. Um, is the thing that's really, really important as a next step. Because without that connection piece, we just can't do that on our own in a way that's going to be actually healthy over time. Yeah. And I liked how you mentioned that it, it may not necessarily need to be a therapist. It could be a trusted friend. Mm -hmm. you, you know, a lot of people who have a lot of hurt and pain in their past, 
maybe all it takes is to admit that they have a sunburn to a friend and, and maybe, you know, just being honest and open and vulnerable. Maybe that's what's needed. But there might be a time where, no, it really need the, the next level of this is to seek help from a professional like a therapist. And so, okay, I like that. So we're, we're, we're doing a progression here. Identify. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. By the pain to be able then to recognize that it's there and then seek help, whether it's from a friend or from a therapist. Let's say... Let's say then the next step is a therapist Mm -hmm. and maybe someone's listening to this and maybe a lot of people have said, Hey, you should probably go talk to a therapist about this. Right. And maybe they're reluctant to do that because one, they don't know exactly what it's like. Um, For a lot of people, if you've never been to a therapy session, you, you have in your mind laying on a couch and, and the therapist taking notes behind you, and it's very boring, very dry. And that's what we see a lot in the movies, but it's not that way, uh, at least for most therapists. It's not that way for me. I, I guess <laughs> I can speak that, uh, say say that. Uh, but then, okay, so if someone's reluctant then to go there, right, to see a therapist and to go to the point where I have a sunburn, to admit it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't want to admit it. They want to just avoid it, like the client I was talking about earlier. They want to avoid it and bury it. But when they finally get to the point where I can't avoid this anymore, I can't bury it anymore, I need to do something about it, but I just don't think I can do it. Something that's holding them back from seeing the therapist. So what would you say to that person? Or maybe someone, maybe it's a parent thinking, oh, I need to talk to my son or my daughter or my brother or my sister. And what can, what can they say or what can they do to help encourage them to take that step to see a therapist? Yeah, that's a really good question because I, I think it can feel overwhelming, especially if we don't have experience or we don't know others that have experience. We can feel really conflicted about it. And so I think when we're in that spot, we just even make it smaller. Um, so maybe today meeting with a therapist is too much or it's overwhelming. Um, and so I would just say, you know, like most of therapy is relational. And so uh, fine, don't don't go meet with them today. Uh, but can you identify and talk to a therapist even for five minutes and just see if you can find a person who is a specialist in your sunburn. And and so I think when we start to get overwhelmed, it's actually a cue that we just need to make the next step smaller. And and Ooh, so man. then we ask ourselves, how do we make that smaller? So I can do it today. So if you say today is not the day I'm going to meet with the therapist, fair, uh, but can you look one up in a directory? Can you make a phone call and check into it? Like, what is that next small step that doesn't overwhelm you? Oh, I like that. Yeah. And that's something that I, I also talk to my clients about the one I talked about 1%. It's kind of the 1% mm-hmm. rule. And when you can think about it in that, on those terms, just one little percent. And, and you mentioned, just look, find three therapists or um, maybe call them and leave a message or something small. And I like how you, you 
described it as let's just take it small steps. Let's make it smaller. If it's overwhelming and the thought of talking about your sunburn is overwhelming, just take little steps and each step is going to get you closer to that. And maybe by the time you get to the third or fourth or fifth step, you're ready. Yeah. And, and, or, and I or also maybe was, you realize you didn't need it, right? Maybe you realize yeah. you get, you get 50 steps in and you realize that was enough, you know? And so, true. so I think where we get overwhelmed is we're projecting what we expect to be the outcome when we don't know it. Um, and so just be okay with not knowing the outcome, but knowing the step. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That's great. And, and, uh, maybe also on the flip side of that, maybe you just need a jump. Right. Maybe you just need to do it. Maybe you need to challenge that avoidance and or that fear. And let's say you've taken five steps or six steps or seven steps. Maybe the next step needs to be just jump and, and talk mm-hmm. to a therapist. And it doesn't have to be nowadays. It doesn't have to be going into an office and trying to find a location, find parking. And, you know, I had a private practice for 10 years and that's all that that was available. Now it's telehealth. You and I both are doing telehealth and, and it's a very common practice. And so it removes a lot of barriers for a lot of people doing telehealth. And I know uh, I've had people say, well, it's not the same. Well, that's true. It's not the same, but it's still just as effective. It's very powerful. And, and I, that's and all I do. I'm a hundred percent remote every single day, mm-hmm. full time, full caseload. And I see so many victories of clients that would not be able to to see a therapist if it wasn't for being remote. So it removes that barrier, but it also, you're in your comfort of your own home, which also I think aids to that. And, And so it's really helpful for others. So, okay. So let's say they then make that step, that jump, they finally jump and they talk to a therapist uh, or meet with a therapist. think through or walk us through what that first session might look like if for that person who has been reluctant uh but then they take those small steps they finally make the jump they come in to see you 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 talk with them uh online right We're, we're talking about telehealth what would that first session look like for you talking to them yeah, so my approach, and, and it could be uh, wildly different uh, from others, but uh, like most, I probably uh, collect some life history. But what I would tell people is really your your goal in that first session um, is to share the truth about what you need and then to identify if the person you're talking to can help. And so I think sometimes our knee jerk is to be protective or guarded about the thing we really need help with. Um, And while that makes so much sense, uh, what it can unfortunately do is cost us a lot of time, energy and money. And so what I'm looking for in that session as a therapist is just to get the person to tell me, and I recognize I need to earn their trust, but to tell me in as clear terms as they can what they need help with. Mm. Uh, because if I don't know that it will be hard to help. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, that is really the goal. And then I always like to empower my clients too, to just decide, do they want my help? Uh, there are, there are lots of therapists. I I'm one therapist of, of many, many therapists. Um, and so I will empower them to say like, it doesn't all have to be me. Uh, if it's not a fit, that's okay. How do we get you to who you need? 
I love that. And that's, that's exactly right. And some people I've had, I've talked to, to, to other clients and I say, well, I've been to one or two or three therapists and it just doesn't go well. And so I'm not going to go see a therapist because they're all the same. You're exactly right. We're not all the same. It's not cookie cutter. And so uh, it's important to make that connection, to understand that therapy is a human, human, human to human connection. And if you don't feel connected to your therapist, it's okay. It doesn't mean that, that your therapist is not a professional. It just means there's not a connection there, and that's okay. Uh, and and so if you need to try to find another, another therapist that you can connect with, that's what's really important. And any therapist would say that. I, w- I mm-hmm. would not want a client to come to see me if they didn't feel like it was a good connection because then they don't feel safe. So you have to be able to feel safe. You have to feel like your therapist is there to help you with your sunburn and, and to yep. walk you through how to heal from that sunburn. Uh, so I think that's all excellent. So I, I love how you just kind of walked us through uh, of identifying the sunburn and then the little steps to get to that point to eventually make the jump and to realize that, wow, you know, we can't put it off any longer. You've got to talk about it. You got to address it. And then you just have to jump and then talk to your therapist and be willing to share and have that connection, that human-human connection, and then to be able to move forward. And so that's where I'm, I'm really interested next is, is that moving forward piece. And someone might be listening to this, and maybe they just said, well, you just don't understand. My past, I, I've had so much trauma. I've had so much loss in my past. You just don't understand. There's no way. I can move forward. That person who was thinking that, what would you say to that person, Jason? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is I'm, I'm so sorry you feel that way Mm -hmm. Um, because that is coming from a position of stuckness. And I think anybody who's been stuck before knows it's miserable. Um, And so if a person's there, I would just say, Oh, I see you Uh, as much as I can. I understand what it's like to be stuck and to feel that way. I think the other thing I'd just say from not only my personal experience, but clinical experience is uh, we we don't help ourselves out when we do when we do the too much, not enough game. Right. So when we say uh, what I've experienced and how bad I am is is too much for help, uh, that actually is a big obstacle. And it's also an obstacle on the flip side when we say whatever I've gone through is not enough. Right. So my sunburn is too bad or it's not bad enough. Um, and I would just implore you to like skip that whole thing that we do um, and just say like, hey, because it keeps coming up uh, means it matters. And that's enough reason to talk about it. And if talking about it, uh, I learned that it actually isn't a big deal to me like that. That's still information. That's positive. Um, but when we do the too much, not enough thing, a lot of times it's just a distraction from the help we need. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And I also like you emphasized that uh, it doesn't have to be a huge traumatic experience in your life. Maybe it's a minor thing, but it's still something that you can't feel like you can get over. You're, mm-hmm. it, it may not be a huge trauma, it may not be loss, but it's something that you've gone through and that you're having a hard time moving forward. And that's okay. That's you acknowledge that and, and don't put yourself in a position where I don't, my, my issue, my sunburn is way smaller than so-and-so's sunburn and minimize it because 
like you just said, Jason, it minimizes your pain. And that's not helpful. That's not helping you move forward in your life. All yeah, really, the, the goal really is good. not, uh, I'm sorry, the goal is okay. just not to have to qualify it, right? Uh, because we, we often, and I, I meet with clients who, who apologize for their problem not being big enough, right? And, and so I just say, uh, if you think something small can't be a problem, put a pebble in your shoe and walk around all day. <laughs> uh, it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just a small pebble, uh, but it still needs to be addressed. Yeah, no, I, that's a great analogy. And if it's a small pebble, you're going to stop. You're going to take your shoe off. You're going to shake it out and keep moving forward. You're not going to keep walking with that little pebble. Right. Yeah. I like that. Very good. Well, Jason, our time is running out here. Uh, it's been a pleasure and it's really great to, uh, to talk to a, a fellow therapist and, and just to encourage my audience here. Uh, it's been, it's been great. And I, before I let you go though, this is something I like to ask of my guests is about self-care. Uh, we preach it all the time. But we also have to practice it ourselves. And so I wanted to ask you, uh, what are some some of your self-care? Because in our line of work, we are giving. We're caregivers. And we hear a lot. And so we take on a lot. And, and so it's important for us as therapists and anybody, really, uh, to work on self-care. And so tell us a little bit about what you do for your care. Yeah. Well, you know, John, when I was in graduate school and they talked about the idea of self-care, I just thought it was ridiculous. You know, I just <laughs> thought, what are you talking about? Why would a person need this? Uh, and then I began doing the job and I was like, totally need that. <laughs> Not ridiculous at all. Um, and I think we just all do. So for me, what that looks like uh, is I'm a, I'm a person that meditates daily. That's really important to me. Um, and I like to run and, and work out. Uh, and then also when I'm able, I like to fly fish because I just like to be mm. out in nature. Um, in the quiet. Uh, and so I have, you know, probably a series of like 10 different things that I can do depending on the time I have. Uh, and I just try to incorporate those into every single week. Um, and in those places, I think uh, I make peace with things and I think it recharges me. And then I can come back and give my full self to our conversation. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So find things. I, that's all I always say is find things that, <clears throat> excuse me, bring you life, life giving to you and uh the fly fishing it caught my ear so i I love the fish Mm. i don't do it as often as i want to uh but not everyone fly fishes maybe maybe it's reading a book or knitting or something else but do the find the thing that you enjoy doing and do that that's self-care rejuvenize yourself refill your cup and that's really important well jason before i let you go one last thing and so if you could think about what's one last piece of encouragement that you can leave my audience and they're struggling with their past and struggling with moving forward in in life, what would be a kind of a parting encouragement that you can give them? Yeah, I think I would just want to say uh, that things can change, that that they really Mm -hmm. can. Um, I often tell my clients I would have the worst job ever if there were no hope. Uh, Mm -hmm. That would just be super depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the reason I do the job that I do uh, is because I have personally and clinically seen things change dramatically for the better, Uh, but it won't change unless we look at it. And so that's really the challenge is that there is all the hope in the world, but we just need to take that first step and acknowledge what it is we're struggling with. Ooh, I like that. 
Very good. Well, thank you, sir. I really appreciate your time coming on my on the show. And I want to thank all my listeners as well. I appreciate you. Some of you are listening for the first time. Some of you have been listening for a long time. I really appreciate you. I want to encourage you to continue working on your mental health. And if you get a second, go to the mental health to, or mentalhealthtodayshow.com to the website. You can check out the show notes here. If you there's a, I'm gonna have a link to, to Jason's website. You can check him out there as well. And there's a lot of other information on there. All right, friends, take care. And until next time, bye-bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.